Hey guys, it's Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers. Welcome to the Caps On podcast. I hope you guys enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Caps On podcast, coming to you from the Capitol with your hosts, Nick Tobias, Tyler Blumenstick, and Michael Britton. episode of the Capstone Podcast. We're approaching week 16 with two more weeks left in the NFL season. Uh, last week, uh, we didn't do too well as a squad after a really strong first performance um, in what, week 14? Um, yep. When we started keeping track of our records and making picks on every single game. Um, just a little bit of a recap. Nick ended 6th for 16 last week, coming in at 37.5%. That's not good. No, not at all. <laughs> Mike was the winner of the week at ten and sixteen, or ten out of sixteen, sixty-two and a half percent. I was nine for sixteen, fifty-six point two five percent, and Mano was seven of sixteen at forty-three percent. Um, the two-week totals: Nick sits at fifty-one percent, Mikey at sixty-four point five two, I'm at sixty-three, and Mano's at fifty-six. So we're looking to get those back up. Um, it's a bounce back week. Bounce back week. I feel like we've been trying to bounce back a lot. Timmy bounce um, back across all sports, mostly college basketball, because it's just really, really tough right now for whatever reason. But anyways, we're gonna jump into the first game of the week. We got three Saturday games this week. I'm not sure why the NFL is doing this. Anybody know? No. I tried to no. figure it out. There's really no reason why, other than. The fact that uh, New England's playing on Saturday, and I said said it the other day, I think Bill Belichick's got to be pissed off that their game got flexed to Saturday. But anyways, we're going to jump into the first game, Houston at Tampa Bay. Uh, Houston comes into this game at 9-5, and five, Tampa at 7-7. Seven and seven. The line opened at Houston minus 1.5. It's now up to Houston minus 3. The total opened at uh, 53. It's now down to 50. Um, personally, I think this is a real easy game. But then again, I could also see it going the other way. Um, Jameis Winston last week, we discussed that he had a broken finger on his throwing hand. Um, he ended up, in my opinion, having the best week of the, of the season. Um, I'm pretty sure he threw for over 450, uh, four tutties and interception. So that one interception is getting his numbers down. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he got contacts or something. We make the comment every week, but it's true. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I just think this is simple. I, I think Houston is just a better team. Um, they're, they're more solid. Um, I, I just can't really trust Tampa Bay, although I picked them a fair bit. Um, laying a field goal, even on the road, I, I just don't think – like Tampa's defense – this game is going to be a shootout. Um, but I think Houston's defense has the ability to hunker down. Um, and, and the probability of that happening, as opposed to Tampa's defense hungering down, is – I mean – it's a big difference. So um, my pick's going to be Houston minus three on this one. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's without Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin this game. Uh, it's left up to Brashad Perryman, and uh, that's pretty much it. Brashad had three touchdowns last week. He did, but Godwin's out <laughs> also. So he's going to have this Houston's it, best corner, whoever, whoever that is. I'm not even sure. It's going to be tough. I mean, it, it's going to come down to um, – I mean, it's going to come down to Tampa Bay and if they can keep up or not. It's going to be Cam Brate catching touchdowns in the end zone, but 
I can't trust Jameis Winston without his weapons this game. Yeah, he might throw for 400, but he's not. I don't know if they're going to win the game. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston minus three. Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston has thrown for over 400 yards in the past two games. Like, no way he's able to do this for a third straight. I understand the Houston defense has been giving up a decent amount of uh, yards. But still, you can't trust Jameis. And like we said, with the receiver them being down, uh, Chris Godwin as well. I'm also going with Houston minus, what is it, six? Yeah, this is a really tough game for me, at least. Um, I don't know who the Houston Texans are. Um, you know, losing in you know pretty ugly fashion to Denver and then coming back and bouncing back with a nice, um, tough win with Tennessee, a really well coached, well you know organized Tennessee team. Um, I, yeah, I just don't know who Houston is, but I can't confidently pick Tampa Bay. They are on a four-game win streak. Like you guys said, their two best wide receivers are out. I don't know if it's necessarily the talent at wide receiver or if it's the schemes that Bruce Arian has put in place with Jameis and those wide receivers to get them open. Because uh, like you said, Perriman had you know a pretty good game last week, and he's obviously not the you know, a Mike Evans or even a Chris Godwin, you know, type of player. Perriman's bounced around too. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. He's experienced. It's not like they're throwing, you know, sixth round rookie Experi- out there. Experience from being in the league, but he hasn't, it's not like he's part of any starting wide. He's not, hasn't stayed in one place. That's true. So he doesn't have, yeah, there's people who are experienced and have mm-hmm. bounced around. Right. But. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't know how much credit I want to give to Bruce Arians for just drawing up schemes to get guys open, but, like, they're not afraid to throw the ball. They can be up, you know, 10, down 10, down 20, up 20, whatever, and they're still going to throw the ball. They just put the ball in Jameis's hands, and I don't know if that's just the system Bruce Arians runs or they just don't have trust in Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Um, both have been kind of lackluster this year. I, <laughs> It's tough. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to take Houston minus three just because I'm more confident in Houston as a team than I am in Tampa Bay. And usually in these types of situations, talent wins out. I'm just deathly afraid of a backdoor cover so from Jameis Winston. Houston plays Tennessee next week again. Again. And they play them really, really well. If they win this they week, the if they win this week and they have to play Tennessee again next week, there's a chance that they can make it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They will make the playoffs. They'll win the division. So they need to win both. Of the, this is a must-win game, obviously, for Houston. I don't think they disappoint this game. I think they come out firing. I think they build a, a nice early lead. Do you see any situation where they're kind of overlooking uh, a beat-up uh, Tampa Bay team looking forward to another matchup against uh, no. Tennessee? If I don't think so. If they beat Tennessee last week, I would agree with that. But I think with a loss, there's no way. They beat Tennessee last week. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. They beat Tennessee. I think they do, they they want to keep it rolling. I don't know. I, I just don't think Deshaun Watson's a guy that takes his foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got guys around him. He, he's, I mean, I feel like we're we're beating the dead horse here. Um, would we have a squad agreement on Houston here? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, e- either way, I just let's get this next. Game. I, 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 I don't. To, I don't know. But by the way, game. that game's at one o'clock on Saturday. It's a triple header. The that was the first game. Uh, the next game's at four thirty. Um, then the night game, eight fifteen. the Rams at, at 49ers. But we're going to be moving on to Buffalo at New England. It's a really intriguing matchup. Um, Buffalo comes in at 10-4, and four, New England at 11-3. New England has controlled this division since, for as long as I can remember. Um, 
for pretty much all of our childhood and in recent years. The line is at New England 6.5. It opened at that and has not moved. Uh, the total, extremely low, uh, opened at 38.5. It's even gone lower, now currently sitting at 37. Sheesh. Buffalo has a shot to... To make, win the to, game. To win yeah. the game. To win the game. But they also have a shot to tie for the division. Yeah. And leave it up to a week 17. And they lost to New England 16-10 to at home um, earlier in the season. They played them really, really tough. Um, Josh Allen actually got knocked out of that game, if I remember correctly. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, just a key number here, and it's not going to really help my case, but it's important to throw it out there for any of you guys. Buffalo has actually not dropped a game against the spread on the road. They're 6-0-1 um, all year. New England's 3-3 at home against the spread. Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league at 9-4-1 against the spread all year. But I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Um, I've been high on Buffalo. I've rode them to wins um, for most of this season. Um, they've really kept us afloat, I think, as a squad. We've all been pretty high on them. Their defense has carried them. But I just don't see the Patriots allowing Buffalo to really get back into this. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think Buffalo's defense allows that. But I don't know. New England's going to win this game by a touchdown or more. Um, I could see it going anywhere from 7 to 10 points, and that's why I'm going to take New England minus 6.5. Um, I can't overlook what the Bills have done this year. Um They've done nothing but impress me. Their offense, their offense is a little is a little slow, but Josh Allen's proven that he can um, do what he has to do if he, you know when he's got to do it. Um, I think this is the game where New England starts to fall apart and the Tom Brady era starts coming to an end. Um, Julian Edelman's been dealing with an injury too for the past you know couple weeks. He's been He's been in on most, you know, 95, 98% of the snaps. Last week, I think he was like around 60, 62. I mean, they were playing Cincinnati, but that game was tied 10 and 10, uh, 10, 10 at halftime. When and they... the other side of that, too, Jamie Collins, Jonathan Jones, and Jason McCourty are all questionable. Um, well, Jonathan Jones is out, but they're all, you know, questionable with um, with the exception of Jones. I, I, I like the Bills here. I um it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Uh, it's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a defensive game. I think the unders is is probably going to be in play here too. Um, but I'm confident here with Buffalo plus six and a half, even even on the road. Yeah, I'm just worried about the offensive talent that's on you know the other side uh, for for Buffalo. The defense has obviously been the talk the entire year, and the offense is is good for what it is because the defense keeps them in in games. And if Josh Allen can just get them a lead, it's you know they're pretty good at holding it. Um, I don't know if Josh Allen can can do that against uh, a really obviously really good Patriots team. I I was impressed at what he did last week against the Steelers. The Steelers have a great defense mm-hmm. at home. I wouldn't say great. What, what, what do you call them? They weren't. If you look at them in the beginning of the season, they, they're just not a great team. They yeah, but ever, but ever since they got Minka Fitzpatrick, but Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, you you know what, what Bill Belichick does. I mean, not not that the Patriots are playing the pa- the Steelers by any chance, but like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I would not compare this this New England defense to Pittsburgh's defense. I'm not comparing it. I'm just. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I feel like you can compare it a little bit. They're two good defenses. They're lead. They're, those are two top five defenses in the league. 
Either way, I mean, I, I mean, I already made my pick. But All right, I, sorry, I just, man. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry, sorry. No, sorry. you're good. The Bills, I mean, against a division opponent, I don't, I don't think the the Patriots are going to to lose the game. Um, Patriots have kind of been skidding a little bit. They're still, you know, obviously one of the better teams in the league. They just got off, you know, a tough little stretch with the 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 Texans and the Chiefs, and then obviously bounced back against uh, against Cincinnati. I think. Uh, I, th- I think Patriots are going to take this one. I gotta agree with you, man. Against the spread. Against the spread. I gotta agree with you, man. You pretty much hit on all the all the points uh, I wanted to make. The one thing that does worry me is if if the Bills' defense can get to Brady early and put him on the ground, uh, I think that'll shake him up a little bit, and then I'll be a little bit weary. But I just think Josh Allen. He's a young guy. He's going into Foxborough. And like you said, with the division matchup, I just think, like, yes, it might be a close game, but I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I know I go with Josh Allen, his big hands all the time. <laughs> but in a situation like this, you got to trust in, in in the veteran. i got to go with the Pats at minus 6.5. Trust in Tom Brady. So just to throw it out there, uh, the last time the Bills beat New England was in October of 2016. It was actually in Foxborough. Um... Tom Brady, I don't believe he played that game. Um, I'm trying to find the stat for you guys, but I mean that I mean, was so, the thing is that the, was such a long time ago. That's three Jacoby years ago. Bills were such a different team. The Bills were they, such they were, a different they were. Team. But what I'm saying is Jacoby Brissett's a, a viable quarterback. Jacoby Brissett of 2016 filling in for Tom Brady. The, the Patriots didn't put up a single point. And that was the last time they beat them. And then you you take it back even more. And the last time they beat him was 2014. And Bill Belichick has been the coach. Tom Brady has been there. They know how to play Buffalo. All the games pretty much stay low scoring, with the exception of one game in 2017 um, and one game in 2016. But I, I don't know. I mean, we've we've made our picks. The point total um, on this is but, 37 and a half, like the, uh, at least on FanDuel. Like that's absurdly low. The over is five and nine in, in Patriots games this season, and I'm pretty sure it's even it's even worse in uh in with Buffalo. Yeah, the over is three and eleven in Buffalo games this season. Like those, that's the explanation behind thirty seven and a half. So it's gonna be a defensive, you know, grinded out game. And if that's your thing, then it's gonna be a great watch. But I think I think the unders is a, is a good play in this game too. Surprisingly, at thirty seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last matchup was, what, 16-10 or something like yeah. that? So, like, you know, it, it, it's definitely... Uh, it's going to be a gross game. It's going to be, yeah. All right, anyways, moving on to the nightcap on Saturday. We got the, the Rams at the Niners. The line opened at San Francisco minus 6.5. Um, the over-under was set at 46. Now it's bought down to, uh, or bet down to 44.5. The game's being played in San Francisco. Uh, the Rams are 8-6, and six, very inconsistent. Uh, the 49ers have been inconsistent the last couple weeks, but still sitting at 11-3. and three. Um, I, I don't really know what to think about this. Um, I, 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 I'm still not really high on the Niners. Like, I know that they're good. Like, I know their defense is good, and I know they can put up points. We saw it um, in the game in New Orleans two weeks ago. But they just dropped the game at home to Atlanta who has been up and down but has just not been good like this entire year. They played Baltimore close three weeks ago, and then they blew out Green Bay four weeks ago. I, I just I don't really know 
it's more on a, a, a play like my my take on this is more on the Rams inconsistency because I, I'm higher on the Rams than I think I should be at this point in the season like they have the talent they're extremely good um, they've shown flashes to be able to put up points they've shown flashes to be able to hold teams to not many points but this sitting at a touchdown line here I, I don't really know especially in a divisional game I, I don't really I, I don't know if my me being high on the Rams is really going to hold up here. I think I'm going to have to go with the Niners, minus six and a half. I just feel like there's a lot better of a chance that the Rams crumble than the Niners crumble. And uh, Jimmy G has shown his ability to put the ball in the end zone against good teams and, and not really falter. He, he led that last minute. I wouldn't even call it really a drive, more like a th almost a three and out, throw a little flat pass to Kittle and let him just absolutely manhandle men down the sideline for about 40, 50 yards and kick the field goal. But I, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Niners minus six and a half. This but I'm not too confident. I'm not too confident. So, I mean, definitely not going to be anywhere close to my lock of the week. But it, since we are forced to make picks on every single game. You got to make them. Yeah, you got to make it. Em. And I'm going to have to pick. Em. Yeah, Niners minus six and a half. I don't know what uh, – I'm in the same boat as you, Sick. I don't, I don't really know what – to do with this game. I mean, the Rams got embarrassed um, at Dallas in a game that they kind of needed to do. And Dallas is a very talented defense. Um, so what a better way to, you know, bounce back than to go and face another big, big time defense <laughs> on the road again. But just doing like the eye test and like an, an armchair analyst kind of thing. It seems like the 49ers struggle against more like dynamic offenses uh, so, like, the Rams, um, excuse me, not the Rams, like, the Ravens put 20 on them, the Saints put 46 on them, and the Cardinals, who, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, installing some intricacies in that offense, they put 26 on them. So, I think last year the big thing, obviously, was, like, Sean McVay, and Sean McVay is drawing up plays and doing, you know, stuff completely different than everybody else in the NFL, whether that's caught up or not. Is, is a question for another day, but I still think, um, I almost said St. Louis. <laughs> I, I think uh, L.A., the Rams, are um, are still one of the more dynamic offenses in the league, and if they can keep Jared Goff in a clean pocket, then this game will probably be close. I think I'm going to take the Rams plus six and a half. I agree with you in the fact that the Rams are a dynamic offense. That's a fact right there. But with Richard Sherman and Kawan Williams both being full participants in practice and being back there, both very, very well defenders. Um, and also, Jared Goff suffered a hand contusion last game. Um, Ouch. Fancy word for a bruise. Bruise, yeah. <laughs> but, like, still, I just don't have faith in the Rams. They did screw me on my lock of the week last week mm -hmm. against Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think that the 49ers are just a, a better team overall here. And I... I just I have to take the 49ers minus six and a half just based on the based on their defense and Jared Goff's inconsistency and 49ers minus six and a half. Yeah, you know Sher Sherman um, has proven this year that he is still one of the league's top uh, cornerbacks and he is he can lock down receivers. He called um, himself the best uh, corner in the league. Okay, well he's and not. And then the he he backed it up with you can't argue opinions and. He's not that wrong. Is, that is correct. But my opinion is Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback in the league. Um, it's it's my issue here is with um, the Rams and what happens to them 
when um, Jared Goff doesn't have a clean pocket, when he doesn't have time, when he can't make throws. This all rides on Jared Goff's shoulders. The last time when San Fran played L.A., um, San Fran won 20-7, to and the game was a lot worse than 20-7. to I'm surprised that the uh, the Rams even scored seven points that game. Um, I, I think, uh, well, San Fran needs to win these next couple games to secure the number one spot to, to win the Division two, uh in the, in the playoffs. Because if they lose a the game, uh, they have Seattle right on their butts, and they drop from one to five uh, in the playoff seating if they lose a game or they don't win the division. So San Fran's taking this very seriously, and I don't think they're going to let this one slip out of their hands. Um, I think they build an early lead. I think they run all over them. They pass all over them. Um, I just can't trust L.A. Uh, I can't trust Jared Goff. I can't trust their offense. Um, Cooper Cup, yeah, but that's really it. Robert Woods has been a no-show. Josh Reynolds is a scrub. Um, Todd Gurley can't really figure it out on the ground. If he doesn't have a holder, if he doesn't have a, an open lane in the end zone, he's not making it down there anymore. Um, so I'm gonna roll with San Fran minus six and a half. Yeah, I mean that the defensive line for them, like Bosa and DeForest Buckner and everybody on that line, and even their linebacking core just has like they're they're gonna create DeForest. Hell. <laughs> they're gonna create hell for Jared Goff, and we we all know what he does. When, when you draft, pressure. you know, defensive linemen. Like in the that? first round for yeah. like six years in a row. Hopefully, you know, four of them work out. Well, enough Bosa's to... a monster. Yeah, he's good. All right, what's next? Uh, we got Sunday games now, um, starting with the 1 o'clock, as usual. Um, a little bit, I mean, we have three really good Saturday games, and then we're going to move on to this garbage game, in my opinion. Jacksonville at Atlanta. Um, the line opened at Atlanta minus 7.5. It's now Atlanta minus 7. The total opened at 45 and a half. It's now up to 46 and a half. I mean, Atlanta's I, I, like this game is just weird for me. Like it's a tale of like both teams had very different weeks last week. Um, Atlanta went into San Francisco. We just talked about it um, and beat up on the Niners. And Jacksonville goes into Oakland and comes back from I believe what 13 point. They they were down 13 nothing. And they came back, and I believe they won. Beat the Raiders twenty to six. Yeah, I think I think they were down sixteen nothing at the half, and they didn't let up a point in the second half. Um, I might be wrong on that, but anyways, Oakland didn't score more than three um, in the second half, and they came back and won that Minshew magic. Um, the Falcons are are playing for their coach. I mean, Dan Quinn was on the hot seat earlier in the year. Um, they're still not having a great season, but they're playing better. Um, I still am not completely comfortable um, laying a touchdown, e- even at home. But, I mean, usually wouldn't be comfortable here. I, I mean, I'm eventually I'm, I'm going to take Atlanta minus seven here. But I, I, this is just a game of, of playmakers. And Jacksonville's offense has just seen seemed to be very lethargic and, and just not able to put up points. Uh, they started really, really, really slow against a bad Raiders team. Uh, but then they found something. But Atlanta's a lot more well-coached, in my opinion, than the Raiders. I feel like Gruden doesn't really have a grip. Um, then again, you can't argue opinions. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like Jacksonville can win this game, but, I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. I think Atlanta is going to come out and, and really make a statement here at home against a, a poor, poor Jacksonville team playing on the road. So I'm going to go with Atlanta minus seven. I don't love it, but... Again, got to make the pick. So I don't know why I have a feeling Minshew's going to pop off this game. Right? <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to pop off. It, they're getting they're getting Chark back. 
It's definitely possible, but they just fired Tom Coughlin. I don't know what his official position was, head vice president of football operations or something yeah, like that. About this so last night, I'm sitting yeah, in the chair. Yeah, I, I think um, I think a lot of uh, a lot of uh, changes are coming to Jacksonville in the off season. Um, starting with Coach Marone, he's. I think he's uh, I think he's on the outs there, and I think he knows it, and I think the players might know it too. And it's a completely different, uh, completely opposite situation than in Atlanta, where they heard Dan Quinn was on the hot seat, and they're like, "Oh snap, this dude took us to the Super Bowl like four years ago, three years ago, whatever." Yeah. Twenty-three, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and they started to pick it up and play for him. Uh, in situations like this. Like Atlanta, like in in games like these, talent usually wins out. I think Atlanta has more talent on both sides of the ball that are really starting to pick it up, really starting to play, you know, solid enough football to, you know, sneak a couple wins, you know, drop forty on um on the Panthers and then go into uh, going to San Francisco and 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 win. Um, I feel bad for the fans, especially since there's you know games on Saturday and they have Chick Fil A in their stadium oh, right. and you can't and. No the one time, the one time you go to an NFL game and they're not going to have Chick Fil A. Did they, they play last Chick Fil A? When did was they it last week's? No, it was, two they, weeks. it was a couple weeks ago. Did they play on Thursday and Chick Fil A was open. They couldn't give them a Saturday <laughs> game. Like they had an option. <laughs> come on, like come on. Off yeah. the Chick Fil A. Yeah, but so, um, what are you wrong with? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Atlanta minus seven. I, I think that's the smart decision here. Um, Jacksonville just doesn't look the way they did at the beginning of the year, the way they did at the end of last year. Um, I can't trust Jacksonville's defense, let alone their offense. Atlanta's turned it around. They have been fighting for Dan Quinn. But I think both of these teams, the players are fighting for their jobs. I mean, like you mentioned before, there might be some, you know, a lot of turnover in Jacksonville. And everyone in Jacksonville is fighting for their job. Minshew mm-hmm. wants a spot on the roster. Yeah, even the players are coming out to make a to make a point. If it's like a walk year for them in free agency or if they're like, I want to be here next year when you know, right. hopefully things start and, to go And that's up. why I think I think Jacksonville's going to play tough. I think they're mm-hmm. going to play they're going to play hard and I think the game's going to be close mm-hmm. in the beginning. But I think Atlanta blows it out at the end of the game. Um, Julio Jones, do they still have Calvin Ridley or is he on IO? He's out. Okay, Julio Jones himself can put up 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, you did bad. call two Saquon touchdowns last week and he did get two touchdowns. Did I really? So I mean I didn't do it, Mikey didn't, didn't do it, and Mano says he didn't do it. So it had to have been you. All right, somebody saying Good job. That, All right, well thanks. I mean I don't remember doing that, but I'll take credit for so it. So if that's um, the case, I, I think Julio pops off here. I think Matt Ryan has his go-to guy. Devontae Freeman's back, kind of healthy, but I don't know. I'm not a fan of Devontae Freeman. Uh, but Atlanta's defense has been showing out. So uh, I'm gonna. God, seven points is a lot. Um, <sighs> One, two, three. Okay, I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'll go with Atlanta. I'll go with Atlanta. I got to agree with you. If, if you look at their numbers in the past six games, the Jags are 1-5 against the spread, and they're also 0-6 against their last uh, six games against NFC opponents. They're going into Atlanta. Atlanta's playing pretty good. I I don't have faith in Garner. I think, Garner, I think it's going to be, like you said, close in the first half, and then it's going to just start to fall apart in the second half for Jacksonville. And... And the Falcons are going to pull away in this. I'm going to have to go with Atlanta minus seven. I feel bad for uh, our friend, uh, our friend Andy. Andrew. Our friend Andy uh, is a huge Jags fan, and he was real excited when the Jags uh, came close to making the Super Bowl, and now it's all falling apart. So Andy, you're uh, 
My thoughts are with you during this tough time. Sorry, <laughs> bud. I'll still be wearing the Gardner Minshew jersey on Sunday for you. Speaking of that playoff run, poor Blake Bortles. Like, he's now behind Jared Goff. Like, oh, my God. Like, Blake Bortles better get a job next year because that guy has it. He's better than some quarterbacks in the league. That's I'm not saying by far, but he's better than some quarterbacks in the league right now. And he's being the Alex Moran out there, living in Cali, not doing much. What a life. So we got New Orleans at Tennessee. The line opened at New Orleans minus three. It's now New Orleans minus two and a half. So early action on Tennessee. The total was set at 50 and a half, now down to 49 and a half. Um, first of all, just like the the initial like line movement here surprises me. Um New Orleans defense played extremely well against Indy, um, albeit, albeit it's Indy. Albeit it's Indy. I mean, but the thing is, like, Indy had put up points. You know in what weeks I think past. is happening here, and I could be completely wrong. So you said a lot of early money's on Tennessee, right? Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people have started to pick up the scent on Tennessee, right? Consistent, good coached, well, you know. Uh, a, a very good like football team. I yeah, think they, they, they play been, together. They play together. I think people, I think the public, bet on them last week. Were disappointed, and now they see the line at plus three, and they think, and Vegas might think, and the public thinks that this might be a bounce back game for them. I think Vegas has caught on to Tennessee as well, but I'm not a huge fan of plus. Th- three in this situation. I think New Orleans is a is a much better team. Uh, talent, coaching, etc. Not much else to say about it. It's it's uh, New Orleans minus three. I'm just going to make a point yeah. here. I mean, so just a little quick comparison of, of St. Louis. I mean, I did, I did it. Look at so that. The, the and and it doesn't even it doesn't even apply to this game. New Orleans, um, their, their current opponent this week, Tennessee, and last week against Indy. Both teams are very run heavy, um, and New Orleans showed the ability to stop the run against a Indianapolis team that has Marlon Mack and kind of a three-headed backfield with Wilkins and, and Hines. And three good guys, they're not three like take over the game running backs. Yeah, three solid guys, and they're run heavy. They have a great offensive line, but they couldn't even handle um, New Orleans defense last week. And then you look this week, like, yes, Tannehill has played extremely well since taking over for Marcus Mariota. But then you look at who their real playmakers are on offense and their big names, and it's Derrick Henry. Um, who is battling through a hamstring injury still. The difference for me here, um, and, and while just flat off the bat, I think New Orleans is a much better team than Tennessee. A.J. Brown for, for Tennessee has not, I mean, he, he's, been a, he's been good for them. He's on and off. Yeah, he's on and off, but he's been good for them. But then you look at who's, who he's going to be lined up against. And it's going to be Marshawn Lattimore, and and I don't think AJ Brown is good enough to make a difference. I mean, I'm sure he'll have a decent game. Um, I don't think he's going to go off. I don't think he's coming close to 100 receiving yards, but he'll get his catches. But Lattimore is going to be able to shut him down, and then it's the Saints are going to be able to turn their focus to the run game and try to stop Derrick Henry. While although that's not an easy task, they, they showed the ability to stop the run, slow down the run, and then you flip it back over. To the Saints' ability to score the score the football, and, and Michael Thomas's Instagram name can't guard Mike is extremely true. You just can't guard the guy. You, you just truly cannot guard Michael Thomas. And 
it's just it's a great one-two punch for for New Orleans, and I just think the Saints are, are picking it up at the right time. I mean, they played well all year, but I mean, th- this seems like a gimme to me. Um, I, I know Tennessee is a solid team, but then again, I'm huge on the talent factor. If you've listened to our first four episodes, um, New Orleans just has it. Um, and this line is way off, in my opinion. If I were to set it, I think this would be one of the games um, set around a touchdown. So so this is going to be my lock of the week. I'll revisit it later. But New Orleans minus 2.5, laying a field goal on the road. That's my pick. Yeah, you guys pretty much hit on it, so I'll make this quick. I think New Orleans is the overall way better team here. Uh, like I said, Derrick Henry is battling through that uh, hamstring injury. And like you said, Michael Thomas is just lethal. Can't guard him. If this was maybe like minus six and a half, I might maybe lean a little more towards the Titans. But at minus three for the Saints, I I feel like it's a no-brainer. Take them, Saints minus three. Yeah, I got really nothing to say. Um, The only thing that makes me nervous is Drew Brees playing outside in December in the cold. Um, I have here that he is 4-12-1 against the spread in December and January since Drew Brees has started. How cold is it going to be in Tennessee? I mean, it's not going to be 60 degrees. It's gonna be it's gonna be colder outside than it would be in their dome. Okay, um, good good assumption. But I I mean I'd be stupid not to take New Orleans minus two and a half here. So New Orleans minus two and a half. It will be colder. It's gonna be fifty five and rainy. Colder outside than it will be in the dome. You can't argue opinions. <laughs> you can't it's argue opinions, and, and in this case, can't argue fact. You cannot. <laughs> moving on, um, mm. Giants at Washington. We had a great. Um, weekend last week, um, on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, Mana was not in attendance. Nope. Gave up the ticket. Um, I did. Originally was going. I did. Gave it to Andy, um, our Jaguars fan. If you guys Jaguars. followed our, our Instagram story, you saw we, we were first row behind the uh, one of the end zones. Absolute great seats, best seats I've ever had for for any game. I think. I mean, yeah, three touchdowns were scored in that end zone. Yeah, we had Golden Tate catch a 51-yarder. Um, Saquon scored. Did he score both of them? No, he scored one, and then Buck Allen scored yeah, he, the other one. Yeah. So Javorius Buck, Buck Allen. <laughs> I didn't even know he was on the Giants. And, like, <coughs> they didn't use him. Now team. they're using him over Wayne Gallman. I guess they just want to see what they have. And to me, that's an indication that Gallman is going to stick around. See a Wayne? If he's trying to, you know, kind of throw guys in there in a blowout game and see what he's got. But um, Yeah, so let's get to the game. Um... Both teams come in at three and eleven, um, bottom of the NFC East. They're they're really battling for last place, just like the Cowboys and the Eagles are battling for first. Uh, the line opened at Washington minus two and a half. It's now Washington minus two. So early money on the on the Giants. Daniel Jones is expected to play and start. Is he? he is. Yes, we're, we're, we're expected. We we saw Eli's last game probably last week. It was great. He got a standing ovation. That was a good time. Yeah. It was an absolute great moment. Okay, um, he might have shed a tear. I did. Guy ran across the field. <laughs> that is true. Got a sta- he got a standing O coming through the tunnel, getting <laughs> Dude, escorted out the, by police. The way those NJ State police were tackling, we should put them on the defensive side because <laughs> Ogletree is bad. That is true. Yeah, can the NJ, can the, can the police do the better than trooper. Antoine Bethea and, uh, <laughs> and Alec Ogletree? And Alec yes. Ogletree. Yes, they can. <laughs> uh, Even as a Giants fan, I, I just don't know what to do here like I, I don't like this game is gonna be close listen i hope the giants lose because i really want I, chase young i hope <laughs> they do too really and, want I, mean, chase. I don't i hope he i don't know it. it's in washington washington's a, i mean I, I just feel like 
This is a trap game. I, Listen, I, I'm not going to beat around it. I'm taking the Giants plus two and a half. Yeah. This game could be played on the moon, and it's still two garbage teams. Um, it, it, it's it's one of those games where it could be a trap game, but I think the Giants are going to win outright. I, I think they have more talent, which is hard. Oh, it the, is, the fan base is going to be so pissed when they it win. Is, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to be so mad if they win a football I game. I know. Dwayne Haskins hasn't been, like, necessarily good. Um, I think experience on the defensive side of the ball for the Giants, they might not have the talent, but they can at least, you know, make a rookie quarterback a little uncomfortable. I think what, a, what the situation. Giants have to do this game is stop the run. And it, they, they the Skins lost, uh, lost Darius Guy, so now it's just strictly mm-hmm. AP. Right. So they have Peterson just who's, run up the who's middle. Who's killed the Giants, like, in the past. <sighs> which makes me scared. Right. Which makes me scared. He caught his, like, first touchdown against the Giants, of like, last year. Of course he and did. And it was, like, the first receiving touchdown he's had since, like, his rookie year or something like that. And that's only that's that's the type of stuff that only happens to the Giants. So if you're looking for flukes, man, this might be a prop bet game for you. I don't know what I want to do with this game. I don't because uh, I mean, like, I want to take the Giants, but I don't want to take the Giants. <laughs> I'll take the Giants. Okay, yeah. Giants plus two and a half. Fine, it's two fine, of us. fine. It's two. He's also two of us. I'm on. And it it's yeah. about to be three, three. Except I'm taking the Giants money line. Yeah, that's a good value. I pick. mean, that's a good value at plus one hundred six. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the Giants. Here's the thing with the Giants. The Giants always do what the fan base doesn't want. So oh the fan God, base does oh, not yes. want them to win, which oh. means they are going to win this game. And their offense. Yes, I know we haven't been that great, but we do have a lot of weapons and. Going against a team like... A lot of oh, surprises. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of surprises. surprises. Darius Slayton. Going against a team like the Redskins, we saw them play another shitty team last week against the Dolphins and just kill them. I understand our boy Elijah was was at the quarterback position, but... I don't even think Elijah played that well last week. <laughs> he threw three picks. He threw a pick right to the, the, the Dolphins linebacker. Elijah it was did. straight at him. Elijah did close. not play that well. <laughs> well, you know what he won. The only thing that matters is winning. Yes, sir. That's not true, but... 50-50 yeah. average, baby. It's it was a big win, too. Uh, yeah. Giants money line. There That's my lock of the week. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm gonna go Washington okay. in this. Um, I know. I'm cl- I, uh, two weeks ago they played at Green Bay, a very close game, five points. They lost by ten to Philly last week, but it should not have been a ten point game. It should have been a three point game. Um, Philly, I forget what happened at the end of that game, but it was some wonky stuff, bad beat kind of thing. It was a crappy beat because I had I had Washington plus five and a half, and they lost by six or something. No, some they lost shit. by ten. It was some like garbage time touchdown on like a on like a fumble return. Fumble oh, return. I covered on that game. Yeah, you did cover yeah. on that. Game. You did. It was, it was fucking yeah. garbage. I don't know. I feel like Dwayne Haskins is finally keeping the team in games, and and Dan, come, Daniel Jones coming off an injury. I Without don't really looking, know what's going to happen. Do you know how happen. many touchdowns? Haskins has thrown two. Do you, have, do you have it in front of you? What? Five. I was gonna say five. six. Five touchdowns. You know how many picks he's thrown? Eleven. Seven. Oh, okay. I don't watch the Redskins. I don't know what they're doing there. Nothing good, apparently. I, I don't know if they're just jamming the ball with AP. If I, I, like, I, I have, he hasn't played much. Like Keenum played. I'm sure he split half the year with Keenum at this point. Um, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. All right, so, we'll, so I, I don't know. I'm going Washington, and we're going right. to move on and stop beating the dead horse. Listen, on I'm just crappy, afraid the crappy Gi- game that we're all going to watch. I just don't Sunday. want the Giants to lose on a 60 yard field goal. That's the if if they don't if well, they're not uh, playing Jake Elliott, so it's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we got Pittsburgh at the Jets. The um, Berg. Pittsburgh's three point favorites at MetLife. 
The over-under is set at 38 and a half. Um, I'm not, I don't even really want to talk about this game. I think, like Nick mentioned before, Pittsburgh has a top five defense, which I don't necessarily agree with. But can't argue stats. You in this case, stats. against you the can argue Jets, opinion, you can't argue stats. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I watched Oakland play the Jets at MetLife, and the Jets blew them out of the water. Man, that was my lock. It was your lock. That was upsetting. This game is going to be completely different than that. Um, Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite on the road, which I feel like is kind of the tail of the tape here. I feel like a lot of three and seven-point spreads and not much in between. Um, what this comes down to for me is Pittsburgh is just not going to allow the Jets to really score more than, I would say, they're not going to score more than 14. And I, I definitely think Pittsburgh has the talent on offense, even with Bucky Hodges, or Ducky Hodges, to, uh, I don't know why I said Bucky, but, yeah, I, I, they just well, have, they Bucky have the Bucky Hodges used to be offense. a tight end for the Virginia Tech Hokies, if anybody cares. So that's probably why you're thinking about Bucky. I'm going to go with a dual play on this game. Um I'm going to go with Pittsburgh minus three, and I'm going to play the under. So, the total set at 38.5, um, now down to 37. Early money on the under, driving it down. So, yeah, I'm going to have a dual play on this one, uh, Pittsburgh and the under. I, this is a story of two really slow offenses and two stout defenses. Um, Duck Hodges looked like crap last week. Um, we've seen Sam Darnold's, you know, watching ghosts out there. Um, I personally, I can't stand the Jets. I can't stand their fan base. I can't stand the organization as a whole. Um, I got to roll with Pittsburgh here. The Pittsburgh's, the Pittsburgh's been doing me right all year in fantasy, um, and gambling wise. So I'd, I'd be, I'd be wrong to go against the Pittsburgh Steelers here and what Mike, what Mike Tomlin's done with that lackluster team. I'm going to drop some knowledge on it. Did you make a pick? I don't know. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, Pittsburgh minus three. Okay, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Bucky Hodges has played for both the Jets and the Steelers. Oh, man. <laughs> so Bucky! That's, that's why wow. that's 100%. They've had two Hodges, Bucky and Ducky. Right. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. So, Pittsburgh, I think their main thing is to try to, you know, pound the football in the run game with um, with Jalen Samuel and James Conner. Um and the, to that to that point, the Jets have a really solid run defense. It it doesn't always you know show up on paper because teams are just going to pass the ball because they can't you know because they're going to stop the run. Um, I don't think that makes a difference in this game. I'm going Steelers minus three. Yeah, I I don't know how you just don't take the Steelers, especially at minus three in this game. I think realistically the Jets might come out a little strong in the beginning. They might even score first. But then I think Pittsburgh is really just going to stick it to him. We and just... saw the Jets move the ball. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, we saw okay. the Jets move the ball against a very good Ravens team. That game was a blowout, but they were able to at least move the ball just with no consistency. Every once in a while, you know, Adam Gase pulled a few plays from the from the book to just kind of keep it going. I cannot trust that. Cannot. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I don't trust the Jets at all. And uh, like I said last week, I understand the Ducks fly south for the winter, but it is going to be a little bit warmer this weekend. The Ducks are coming back up north. Steelers minus three. Whack. All right, we got Cincy at Miami. The line is a pick em. Uh The total set at 46 and a half. Uh, two terrible, terrible teams. I don't even, there's not, there's no sense in even breaking this down. Uh, we're running even a little bit long on time here. So I... 
Uh, I'm going to pick the home team in Miami, and I'm not going to think about it much less. I'm not betting this game. I wouldn't bet this game if I were you guys. Yeah. Don't even touch this thing. Just let it play out. Just let this game get lost in the NFL shuffle and watch it maybe burn. Yeah, watch it burn. You're picking someone, though. I'm picking somebody. I'm going with the home team. I'm taking Miami and I pick them. I can't back Cincinnati. Um, I really don't want to back Miami here other than the fact they're playing at Hard Rock in Miami, Florida. Um, yeah, it's my pick. Rapid fire. Go, Mike. All right, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Dolphins at home. Watched them play in MetLife last week. I know the Giants beat them pretty bad, but I think they're going to beat the Dolphins, especially at, I mean the Bengals, especially at home. Dolphins. Nick, drop some knowledge. I'm going to th- drop a 12-6 curveball on you. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I went with them last week against New England. Didn't, it almost worked out, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati. It didn't even come close to working out. They got blown out. It's, it's, they started off close. It was close for two quarters. It's 34-13. I don't care. They lost by two. Have you, seen, have you seen Miami? Did you see what what the Giants did to Miami's defense last week? Yeah. Andy Dalton. Fine. Cincinnati. Take your pick. Bounce back game, Miami. Fine. Ooh. Moving on. We have... Oh, my God. Carolina at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is... Indianapolis are six and a half point favorites against Carolina. Will Greer is getting the start. William! Virginia! But Mike... Um, talk a little bit more about Will Greer. Um, I don't think Indianapolis deserves to be a touchdown favorite in this game. I think Carolina um, has the best player on the field in Christian McCaffrey, and I think that this game is going to be completely different. This line is way, way, way off, and I- I'm even going to go with – I'm going to take Carolina 6.5 here just to save my ass when it comes down to it, but I, I think Carolina wins this game outright. I think Carolina is plus seven right now just because it's uh, Will Greer, and I don't think anybody knows like what to expect, if anything, from Will Greer. Um, I'm with you. I don't know if they win this game outright. I don't know what kind of um, quarterback Will Greer is in the NFL. He was obviously very productive in college. You know, just a product of the offense that um, that was run in West Virginia. There's also no defense in any Big 12 Correct. games. That too. But... Um, you know, at the very least, those quarterbacks know how to throw the football off. And he has true. the ability to use his legs. So right, he and, can and when you have a guy like McCaffrey in the backfield, you don't have to do much. You gotta let the, you give the guy his touches. You throw your swing passes. You throw your quick slants to him in the slot. You line him up wherever the heck you want. You get him the ball. You let him do his thing. They're gonna simplify that offense for Will Greer. I think it's gonna be enough to get plus seven. Well, yep. you talk about you talk about Carolina's offense and what DJ Moore has done out of nowhere. He's He's third in the uh, in the league in top receiving yards this year, and he's had Kyle Allen throwing in the ball more than half of the year. Um, I think the firepower is on Carolina's side, and I think uh, Will Greer is going to you know be able to settle in and try to and, and you know at least cover the spread here. So I'll go Carolina, whatever six and a half, seven, whatever you got it at. Mano, you hit on the main point with them simplifying the offense with Will Greer being in there. I think it's be a lot of short plays, maybe some check down passes, and at least in college, Will Greer is very comfortable in the pocket. Um, I'm going to go West Virginia, my West Virginia guy, Will Greer, Panthers. All right. Oh, maybe I'll take, no, nah, no, nah, just Panthers, what is it, plus six and a half? Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to take the money line, but just to save my ass in the sake of picks and to save your guys' asses um, with with the money, I, I yeah, just take the points, you might as well. Real right. quick, while we're on West Virginia, shout out David Sills being signed to the Giants, another West Virginia guy. I think he's going to have an impact, in all honesty. He's a big body guy, he's got good hands, um... He's got to make the active. Well, he's if he if he can get some playing time. 
I didn't know he was six like two, six three. Yeah, but he's only like what, what one ninety? He's like, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> know he was. Dude. I didn't know. He, I didn't know he was six two. I until like I watched the West Virginia game last year and it was wide open in the end zone. I thought it was just a little five eleven dude, you know, running slant routes over the middle. Nope. Big guy. Moving on. Moving on. We got to I mean, this has the potential to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be oh, a good game. I don't game. think so at all. Baltimore at Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore's twelve and two has the possibility to wrap up the number one seed with a win. Uh, Cleveland uh, below expectations at six and eight. You think? I mean, I th- I think getting Odell and pairing him up with Jarvis Landry and having Nick Chubb, that offense, like if, if they had any other quarterback other than Baker Mayfield, I think that offense would be a lot better. Um, I think he really really tears them down, but he has he has the potential, and I hope he turns it around honestly because as much as he likes to run his mouth and kind of be arrogant and have that underdog mentality, I, I don't mind the guy. He's, he's harmless. Um, the Johnny Manziel comparisons are pretty unfair, but <laughs> Jay money. Yeah. I mean, I love that. But man. then you look at the other side of the ball and you got a guy like Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore defense that's just playing unbelievable. Um, Super Bowl favorites in my opinion. And in a lot of people's opinions, the line is set at Baltimore minus 10. The under-over set at 49.5. This is a really high number, one of the highest numbers of the week, if not the highest. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and take that. Um, I just think Baltimore is just playing a lot better football than Cleveland. Uh, Hopefully this line dips back down under 10 so you can take it without buying points. Um, Even if you want to throw this in a teaser just to be safe, I think that's not a bad option. But I, I, I think Baltimore has the ability to win this game by... Anywhere from ten to twenty points, um, pretty much with ease. But I don't know. I'm just a little bit scared of of Odell and Jarvis playing up to the competition in this game. Um, Ten's a big. Number, yeah, I'm dude. scared of a little backdoor cover here. But I think this game is going to go the same way the Baltimore Jets game went last week. Um, I think Baltimore is just going to pour it on. They don't care about anybody else. They're just going to win. Um, Lamar Jackson's a stud. Their offense is unreal. Their defense has been playing lights out. Um, all I gotta do is get to Baker Mayfield, get him rattled a little bit, and then there you go. Um, all you gotta do is as soon as you see OBJ with his head down and his hands throw, you know, throwing his hands up, give me the ball, give me. The, that's it. You're already in his head, and he's done. Um, so I'd be, I do hate the double, I hate the double digit spread here. I, I don't like taking them, but um, I'd be dumb not to take Baltimore minus ten. I think minus ten is a is a not necessarily a safe bet, but I think it's a I think it's um. It's a fair number. It's a fair number for what these teams are and what they've proved to be this year. Jarvis Landry's questionable with a hip injury. Odell's questionable with a groin injury. You know, everybody's hurting at this point in the season. Yeah, um, my, my arm And it's hurts. probably it's probably more valuable for these teams to, you know, hold their stars out of practice at this point. Going Especially, you know, this is the core you're going to have for a pretty decent time. And, you know, hopefully next year you bounce back with the talent you have. Um and there's no point in hurting them in a in a you know practice situation, but uh, I'm taking Baltimore minus ten. Lamar wants that MVP locked up, yeah. baby. I know I was scared for the minus ten, but they're just they're just too good. Like after just seeing them play consistently, they're too good. And the one thing is they play as a team and they all revolve around Lamar. Whereas with the with the Browns, there's just too many wannabe superstars or met too many leaders on that team, and they just don't click and. You, you're, you're dumb if you just don't go go with the Ravens here. Ravens minus 10. All right, moving on to Detroit at Denver. The line is Denver minus 7. Um, 
just looking at this and giving it the eye test, I feel like this line is a little too high, but then once you just dive into it, I don't think it is. Um, David Blau's still retaining that starting spot with both Stafford and Jeff Driscoll out. I, I don't know. He, he's not a good quarterback, and we saw Drew Locke kind of show what he could do against Houston two weeks ago, but then they went into Kansas City in a snow game last week, and he just really couldn't do much. But going back to Denver this week at home, I think it's going to be good for them. I don't think Detroit is a good team whatsoever. They lost at home to Tampa Bay by uh, three touchdowns. I'm going to ride Denver's ability to slow Detroit down, and I hope Drew Locke has another great game. Um, and I think he's got the possibility to do that. I'm, I'm going to take Denver minus seven in this one. Um, the total set at 38 and a half. I also could see this one staying under. I think it's going to be sloppy. Um, but I, that's just my opinion. I, I don't. The total is still low. And, and Denver's got the ability to put up points. But I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have even mentioned the total as a pick anyways. But Denver minus seven is going to be my pick on this one. And that's that. Denver is eight and six against a spread on the season. I'm not a big fan of of this game, this line, any anything about this game really. Um, Denver minus six and a half. They have talent on that defense, even if you know there's no talent on the offense. There's no talent period on the uh, on the Lions. I I wouldn't touch this game, but I have to make a pick, so it's it's Denver minus six and a half. I, I agree with you, man. This is just like a sloppy game, and neither offenses are really that good. But like you said, the the Broncos' defense is at least some somewhat decent, whereas the Lions actually have no one. And with Matt, what is it, Matt Blau or whatever? Something David, Blau. David Blau. David Blau. David Blau. Blau. Yeah, I just don't trust him. I got to go with Denver minus seven. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit here. I mean, I, I know Denver's got the talent and – and all this stuff. Um, it's supposed to be nice out on Sunday too for that game. And I'm I'm looking at it, the forecast is saying 61 degrees. They're pretty warm up there in in the, in the Mile High Stadium. Um, seven points is a lot, and I think both of these teams aren't good. Um, but what I get, Drew Locke has shown flashes of potential, and I think that's why I lean Denver side here. Um, and if the game gets down to it, I think Denver's run game can uh, uh, you know sustain drives and. And get them points when they need it. Uh, all right, I'll go Denver minus seven. Okay. Um, if he picks from all of us, so if that's uh, any indication, yeah. I would say just stay away. Yeah, that's a crap game. Um, but since that's what we do here, and we have to make a pick on every single game, that's what we got to do. So moving on, we got Oakland visiting the Chargers um, in California. Oakland. Last week we touched on it when we mentioned when we went over the Jacksonville game. They blew a lead, uh, ended up losing twenty to sixteen at home. The Chargers got blown out by Minnesota, thirty nine to ten. But then you take a look back a week prior um, when the Chargers went into Jacksonville and, and convincingly beat up on them, forty five to ten as three point favorites. Um, by the way, the line is Chargers minus seven. The total is set at forty five. Oakland is six and eight. Chargers are five and nine, which is wild to even think about that Oakland has a better record than the Chargers. Uh, when you look at the talent on on even both sides of the ball for both teams, my my pick is going to be Chargers minus seven, and here's why. 
it's the it's the talent. It's the X factor test for me, and and I just feel like the Chargers have so many more playmakers, and aside from Philip Rivers being a turnover machine, I don't think Oakland is one of those teams that is really gonna kind of put him under pressure. Um, I think they're gonna be able to handle it even with their their depleted offensive line. I, I just I think it's gonna be very very similar to their their win against Jacksonville, and and they're at home, even though it's not necessarily a home game when they play at home because they're playing in that soccer stadium. So <laughs> I, I don't really know. It, it's The Raiders don't have Josh Jacobs, too. If they don't have Josh Jacobs, and that's arguably I mean, their on. biggest playmaker on that offense. Um, yeah, I, The line opened at 5.5 to the Chargers. And, and it's, oh, I would have taken that. I, I mean, that would have been nice to get that under the key number of 7, but it's up to 7 now, and I'm still comfortable taking it there. I think this game's going to be a blowout. Um, I think the Chargers take this one convincingly and actually get um, a win that they deserve um, after having a couple close losses this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. No Josh Jacobs really does it for me. Um, I think the Chargers definitely have enough to cover the spread on offense and on defense. Uh, the under-overs at 45, I do think the under's a little bit in play. But uh, we're going to go to the spread here, and I'm going to go LA minus 7. Yeah, I'm with you. You got no... Uh... You got no argument for me, LA minus yeah, seven. Yeah, not much with this game. I'm a John Gruden fan. Uh, I do hate Derek Carr. Uh, the one thing though is I just Philip Rivers just doesn't sit well with me. I know that he's just one person; he's the quarterback, but I just have no faith in Philip Rivers. And I do like my guy John Gruden. I could see him getting a win after losing their last home game at. Or their last home game in the in the, the, whatever, Coliseum. the Coliseum. I'm gonna stick with my man John. Okay. That's Raiders a bold, bold plus pick. seven. Okay. Moving on, we got the battle for the division in the NFC East. Dallas visiting Philadelphia. Both teams sitting at seven seven, which is absolutely disgusting, considering this game is going to decide the division. Um, I think this line is terribly, terribly off. Dallas is one and a half point favorites on the road. It opened at two and a half. Um, the total set at 46. I mean, I did it a couple weeks ago to make two uh, lock of the week picks, and I'm going to do it again this week. Dallas minus one and a half is my lo- second lock of the week here to go along with. Uh, who did I choose? Well, you're. you're- you, you took uh, New Orleans. I took New Orleans, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put another lock of the week in here for Dallas. Um, now you get two locks of the week. I made I, I hit I haven't lost a lock of the week yet. Just saying, and I'm okay. the biggest I'm the biggest jinx there is. So I mean, you should knock on some wood. Knock on some wood here. There you go. Um, yeah, I just think you saw what Dallas did to the Rams last week, and the Rams are a talented football team. Philly played a really, really close game with with the Redskins last week and and with the Giants a couple weeks ago, and they're just not a good football team. And I think even on the road, this this line should be like a seven-point line. I don't know why it's like this, and I don't see Philly winning this game. They don't deserve to win the division. Um, Although Dallas dropped some games to bad teams, they lost to the Jets. um, And they had another really, really bad loss. I'm losing it right now, but... The, 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 the Eagles? No, no, Dallas. They lost to the Bears. I wouldn't necessarily call them a terrible team, but like... Well, they, they lost to the, the Bills on Thanksgiving. That, yeah, but the Bills are a good team. They lost to the Patriots as well. 
What, so you're saying a, a loss? To, they lost to the Jets. I'm saying bad, in terms of bad losses here, they lost to the Dallas Jets. has had their fair share, and I, I just don't think this is going to happen. They have something to play for here um, going into Philly. going to be a really hostile environment for both fans, both teams. Um, but ultimately, Dallas is a much better team, and, and that's why I'm adding them on, doubling down. I got two locks of the week, um, Dallas minus one and a half. I'm on the other side of your stick. I'm taking Philly. Philly plus one and a half. I think it's really good value here. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. These teams play close games. Um, Philly's got momentum right now. They got they got you know something to play for. I feel like Dallas is kind of feel like they might have locked up the division and now it's kind of catching up to them. And I think now they're they're sleepwalking a little bit through this. I don't think they're well coached. They obviously have talent, but talent doesn't matter when you're not putting the right spots by the coach. Um, I, I got to go Philly one and a half. I couldn't disagree with you more. I really, really, really couldn't. I, who's going to catch the ball other than Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard? J.J. Arguega-Whiteside. Yeah, well, <laughs> Greg Ward Jr. No, I, Scraps, mm, baby scraps. The, the quarterback turned wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be really surprised when you watch this one. I this Dallas does this every year. They play they, they they'll play well at the end of the year to lock up the division, and then as soon as they get in the playoffs, they crap they they, they crap the bed and they lose the first game. Um, I think one and a half here is, is I think it's a I think Dallas wins the game on a field goal. Um, so I, I I'm gonna take Dallas minus one and a half. I think it is gonna be a close game. It is an NFC matchup. I do, however, think that Dallas is the better team in this uh, situation, and I think that Dallas does come out victorious here. And I think that they win by at least a touchdown, but that's not going to be my bet. My bet is just Cowboys minus one and a half. I'm telling you, you guys are going to look as dumb as Jason Garrett does when he's you know down 20, just right. clapping on the Jason sideline. Garrett. Jason is Garrett a, does look pretty yeah, dumb. He does. He does. <laughs> well, you guys, are gonna, have the, you guys are going to have the same emotion when Carson Wentz and Scrub-A-Dub wide receivers are going out and... Balling all over a, uh, Ball. a pretty banged up Dallas team. Well, two locks of the week out of me means we're having five picks this week on the Instagram. Oh my god! I, I mean, I I couldn't. This might be my more confident lock of the week. I I couldn't really like. This game is like just. You said Philly's got momentum, but look what Dallas did last week on Sunday night. I I, I just I don't know. Moving on, anyways. Everybody made a pick on that. You guys both yeah. got Philly. No, I, I took I took Dallas. You took Dallas. So man is the only one that. I, the only took thing Philly. is Philly is gonna be rocking. Like that place is yeah. gonna be nuts. It doesn't yeah. matter. The I, Giants came into Philly I, and played the game to it's overtime. Different. It's different. The it's, Giants played them to overtime. It's different than right now against the Cowboys. Like listen, I'm still going with the Cowboys, but like that place is gonna be. I rocking. don't even think this place is gonna be. Cl- I don't think this game's gonna be close. If the spread was Dallas minus seven, minus nine and a half, I'd probably still take it. Moving on, we got Arizona at Seattle at the link. Um, the spread is Seattle minus nine and a half. The total set at fifty one. Um, Arizona comes into this one at four and nine. Seattle at eleven and three. Um, this game is weird for me. Like I think Seattle's a really good team, but their defense scares me. And Arizona plays up tempo, which is what really does explain the total. Um, I'm, if I have to make a pick on this one, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go over. I think Arizona is gonna be able to put up some points on them. Um, I, I don't know how many, but Arizona put up 38 on Cleveland, um, and Cleveland's defense I feel like is maybe a little step below Seattle's. But 
yeah, I, I, Arizona just plays quick. I think this game's going to go over. I don't want to play this game on the spread, so... You're taking over 51? I'm going to go over 51 on this one. Um, and, yeah, that's my pick for this one. I just... I, I just play on the offenses and bad defenses, and Arizona plays that air raid offense, and, and Seattle's going to have the ability to put up points. Like, I know they're a run-heavy team, but they're going to score at least 20, 25 points, and... Maybe 30, and I don't know. This game goes over, in my opinion. I don't know what the final score is going to be. It could even be a Seattle blowout, and I still think it sends it over. So, Yeah, uh, Seattle's banged up on defense, which uh, makes it tough for me. They're going to be missing Quadri Diggs. Um, they're, starting defense, uh, they're starting defensive back, and I think they're going to be without Bobby Wagner, too, in the middle of the field. Um, they just lost Josh Gordon to suspension again. Um, which is it probably put listen that's got to put a damper on the front office you know they they, they claim this guy off of waivers um, Josh Gordon you know is, looks like he's got his life on track and then next thing you know um, he's been doing something wrong behind the scenes the whole time you know, Russell Wilson was you know in the locker room um, kind of pining for Josh Gordon and even Antonio Brown before that he's never really had a dynamic wide receiver like those two guys and has always made do with you know the talent that he has around him he's one of those quarterbacks that make guys around him better he does he does and and it's tough here because i do think it's going to be a shootout and i and i would take the over but i i think because it's going to be a shootout i think arizona is going to stand a chance in here um right now the the seahawks have yet to win any home uh any game at home by more than a touchdown um Yes, yeah, uh, uh, Arizona's defense is garbage. Um, but Seattle's defense could be, you know, in and out too. So I, I, I do think, uh, you, you were talking a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury earlier in the podcast, and I do think Cliff um, is implementing, he's finally getting, a, he's, he's starting to get comfortable um, with what he's got on, uh, on the team. Kyler Murray's starting to settle in. He's got, he does have some weapons. Kenyon Drake, D, uh, DJ, he's got Chase Edmonds back now. Um Seattle, uh, I think Arizona's got some firepower here, and I, and I think they have enough to keep up with Seattle. Um, so I'm going to go with Arizona plus 9.5. I agree that they do have some firepower, and they are starting to click, but they're going into Seattle. That stadium, they do pump in crowd noise and be extra loud in there. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um, but I think you just can't go against the Seahawks, and I know that. And the Cardinals are on the road here. I'm gonna have to go with trust. Have, have my faith in Russell Wilson. I think he's gonna throw for four touchdowns in this game. Seahawks minus nine and a half. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Seahawks minus nine and a half. They're a better team. Um, I I trust. Um, what's is it? Russell Wilson a lot more than I trust Kyler Murray. I couldn't name. Two dudes. I was gonna say one dude, but they got Patrick Peterson. He's you know pretty good. Chandler Johnson. Um, Chandler Jones. You don't even. You can't even say. Chandler, oh, I <laughs> want to say Chandler Johnson. <laughs> Jones. But they have guys. They got David Johnson. Okay, yeah. Kenyon Drake. Everybody's David got Johnson. It. Don't ever say that name again. <laughs> that guy fell off. Every, everybody's yeah. everybody's got guys. You need twenty two of them for an, on a, or you need eleven of them on a on a defense. But um, Seattle minus nine and a half. I think this line is going to change too. I think it's going to end up. I think it's going to drop. You think it's going to drop? I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to end up closer to like twelve. That's a high. Well, you feel comfortable? Would you take twelve? No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. So I, I'm. Well, that's why we make yeah. picks now. That's it's our nine take and a half. Nine. I'm going to take nine and a half. Yes, I wouldn't sir. touch this game though. 
All right, we've got the Sunday night game. Uh, Kansas City going into Chicago to play the Bears. The line opened at 4.5 to, to uh, Kansas City. It's now Kansas City minus 6. The total set at 44.5. Um, uh, Kansas City's defense has stepped up, and, and Chicago's defense has been solid pretty much all year. Um, haven't really let up many points, and I, I, I don't... I think Kansas City covers the spread here. I'm going to go with Kansas City minus six. I just think that Patrick Mahomes has – it's just the, – the, the tale of two offenses here. Chicago's struggled. Um, Kansas City has really not been, like, super explosive, but they've gotten the job done here. Mahomes has, is playing hurt. We've said it before. Um, I'll say it again. I still think it's the case. I think he's banged up. Um I also think the unders in play here. I think forty-four and a half is a little bit high. It's going to be really chilly on Sunday night in Chicago. Um, I, I could see this playing out to maybe like a twenty to seventeen game, twenty to ten game, twenty-four ten. Like, uh, I don't think Chicago is going to put up many points. Like, I, I don't. No. This game is going to be a slugfest, and I think Kansas City pulls away late. Um, Listen, America's yeah, seen Kansas Chicago. City minus six. America's seen Chicago's offense, and everybody knows what who what Chicago is and what Mitch Trubisky is. And I hate I, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is a bum. That offense is terrible. He's a fraud. Um, you know, David Montgomery. You know, is supposed to be you know this 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 hidden gem in the third round. Matt Nagy doesn't know how to, what he's doing. Um, I would be stupid not to take Kansas City minus six. Yeah, dude. Like Matt, like you said, Matt Nagy. Not a smart coach. I hate Mitch Trubisky. The Bears also just lost to Oakland. Like that's bad. Like I know they lost twenty five to twenty, but like still, like, you lost to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I have to take Kansas City here. What is it? Minus, minus six? You said minus Kansas six. City minus six. I'm with you. No, uh, no argument here. Minus six. And KC squadron lock. Squad lock. Oh, the last one, the Monday night game. Moving on to Monday night. Monday. Green Bay Monday. at Minnesota. One key point for this one. Dalvin Cook is not expected to play on Monday night. Um, Minnesota are five-and-a-half-point favorites. It opened at minus four. Um, so a lot of money being put on Minnesota. Why? After, why? After why? Why? They had why? a convincing why? win why? against the Chargers. Um, they're really clicking. I think they're a very solid team. I think they have the ability... They have the ability to go deep into the playoffs, um, but that's only if they have Dalvin Cook. Um, I think he really changes the way that offense looks and takes pressure off of Kirk Cousins. Madison isn't even playing. I know that's it's what gonna I'm be, saying. It's like, going to be it's, it's going to be Aaron AJ. I was going to say Aaron Boone, but I think it's it's Mike Boone. Aaron Mike Boone. Mike Boone and Amir Abdullah in the backfield. <laughs> Um, they had I've been waiting for court. Amir Abdullah for like years to be a viable fantasy running back, and it just hasn't happened. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been on the Amir Abdullah train, and I, I, I am now off that train. You want to know what this game is? No Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins in prime time oh. in a big divisional game <laughs> here. Um, they win this game. They, they're tied for the division lead. I, I don't see it happening. I, I'm going to go I, Green Bay plus 5.5. I think Green Bay has the ability to win this game outright. I think a play on a Green Bay like plus one eighty money line is going to be a, a, a very good play for me. I, I'm definitely going to play that um, along with the spread. I throw it in a lotto parlay. I don't even think it's a long shot. I think it's very very possible, and I, I think this line is just to set the way it is, just because of the way Minnesota played last week. 
Um, yeah, I don't have much. I really don't have much to say about this game. Um, you do the eyeball test. No Dalvin Cook. No nothing in the backfield. Kirk Cousins prime time, like you said. Um, this is this is uh, Aaron Rodgers prime time under the lights in a dome and late in the season. Late late in the season, he's got all of his he's got all of his boys back. He's running out of time. The, and that's when he does his. That's when he does I his know. best. He's running out of time. So I'm gonna go. I. Come on, Green Bay minus five and a half. Plus Green Bay five plus and five and a, Green Bay plus five and a half. Green Bay money line. Whatever you want here. Green I'm Bay. right there with yeah. you. Yeah, I have nothing to say either. I'm going Green Bay plus five and a half. This is this is simple. All right, let's do some locks of the week. Sticky gave us two. Let's remind the people. All right, my two locks of the week. We have New Orleans minus two and a half um, over Tennessee, and Dallas minus one and a half over Philly. Dumb. The two locks haven't lost one yet. Mana, what do you got? I've doubled up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss up right now, and I'm not bold enough to make two, so I'm gonna punt on this one. Come back to me. All right. Well, if if you're gonna give me a lock and you're gonna punt, um, I'm gonna steal yours then because you're punting it to me. <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna return your punt for a touchdown, and I'm gonna take Green Bay plus five and a half here, and I'm gonna lock it right there. Okay. I'm taking the G-Men as my lock nice. on this one. Nice. Like I said, saw them play last week. They look good. I understand it was a lot. Eli's going away, party. They had something to play for. But like I said, too, the Giants are a team that when you don't want them to win is when they will win. And they're going into like into FedEx Field. The Redskins are not good either. I think the Giants pull away here. They have too many uh, weapons on offense, even though I haven't been clicking. Giants, lock. All right, you got your time. Yeah, I did, and I'm still not ready. I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna make a pick though. But uh, well, you what, have what, to make. A pick. I know I have to. It's Pittsburgh minus three. That's what that. I was it's between Pittsburgh that two. I was between three. that two. I was between that two. The bird. Maybe. I feel comfortable enough taking Pittsburgh uh, minus three in this situation. Absolutely. My other lock was going to be Green Bay. I know, and I, then know. I thought about the Giants too. But I'm trying to maintain a record here, <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I, I'm I, a little I, queasy that we need to post the Giants on Sunday, but that's I'm a lock. A yeah. that you think, and that's it. I'm a little queasy that you think Dallas is going to blow them out of the water. That's fine with me. I mean, I don't know. It, just in my opinion, at least, I feel like I feel like this is a really easy betting week, and that's a little scary because that's when it's the time. I feel yeah. really, really confident about a lot of games this week, and I'm going to play everything I feel confident in, and that means a lot of money on the line. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I hope that the advice has been working for you guys. Um, just a little quick social media plug here on Instagram at capson sports on Twitter uh, capson underscore inc i n c. We haven't been very active on Twitter lately, but we're going to pick that up. Um, for those of you who prefer Twitter over Instagram, um. As always, this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, if you have friends listening it listening or that listen to their podcasts on the app other than the one that you're currently listening on, please let them know. Word of mouth is going to help us grow and ultimately get to where we want to be and we in return are going to try to do our best to help you guys out. So, if you guys, well, if you guys have any suggestions, anything uh, you guys want to hear from us, talk about different sports, different this, different that. Drop them in the DMs. Yeah, drop them in the DMs, <laughs> comments, yeah. like in, the baby. posts. 
spread the word. Whatever, um, whatever you gotta do. We're we're, we're user friendly. We want to make sure we put out the con- content that our uh, that our listeners and our viewers want. Um, so please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'll we'll be quick. We'll be getting back to you soon. We're for um, the people. Moral of the story: The great Richard Sherman once said, "You can't argue opinions." Let's have a good week. And as always, we'll leave the cap on for you. Mike, say your signature. You picked them as your lock. Oh, let's go Giants, baby.